0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Behavioural Alignment with me, Samantha Young-Fielding, on Wednesday, the 21st of September. It's exactly a year since we published the first episode of this podcast, and I'm celebrating the fact that we're over a thousand plays and across 28 different countries for our listener crowd. Thank you to each and every one of you for the part that you play. Now today our subject is photo. Have you come across it? It's the fear of disappointing others. As opposed to FOMO, the fear of missing out. Don't get the two confused. Now photo happens a lot if you're the kind of person that finds it difficult to say no. You don't want to disappoint others and so you take on probably more than you can actually cope with yourself and along the way actually do risk disappointing others if you're part of a team. So what I thought we could talk about today was what photo looks like and some ways to get around it if it's something that you've experienced in the past, either just by yourself or as part of a team. For me, one of the biggest challenges that I come across all the time with the clients I work with is healthy boundaries. Boundaries that work for the individual and that work for the team. Because the challenge of working alongside others is that we're not all in the same position of control. It's not an equal footing. There are always some who are positioned in a different space to others, perhaps the boss, the senior management team, or those who feel that perhaps they're not even on the level of everybody else working in the team, if they're maybe in the admin department or where I was when I was in the corporate world, which was the marketing team. And sometimes it can feel like being a little bit of a dog's body, despite the fact that that in marketing I rose to be the head of the team and I was positioned on the board in the company, it still felt like marketing was the whipping child of the sales team. So if you've had a similar experience in the team that you work with where it really feels unequal, then this will add to your concern about saying no and your worries about potentially disappointing others. But it can personally lead to chronic stress and eventually even burnout in your working environment because being consciously and constantly rather anxious and overwhelmed is simply not good for you. So let's look at some ways that actually we can evaluate what's going on and maybe approach it in a different way. One of the difficulties we have when we want to say no is what others are going to think about us. So particularly in a working environment, if you already have a reputation in your working environment or you feel that you do, you might believe that any no that you offer to a colleague or to a boss could actually make them think about you differently. And you don't believe that that new revised opinion is going to be a positive one. But I also want you to think as a reframe about the cost that your fear of disappointing others could be having on your team. When you take on everything that you're asked to do, nobody else has the opportunity to learn I was once told in the corporate environment that I should never be so good that I couldn't actually step up out of my job and allow somebody else to do it. I could never be promoted if I was too good at doing the role that I was doing. So allowing others the opportunity to learn in my shoes was actually doing both them and me a service. One of the other costs is on you personally you end up feeling unsupported, overburdened, and underappreciated when you take on too much. And actually, the third negative quality is the quality itself of the end result. Teams are brought together in order for there to be multiple contributions because we all have different strengths. When one person takes on everything that comes their way there isn't an opportunity for a variety of strengths to play their part. So one of the things I love to urge my teams to remember to do is to take responsibility definitely for playing their part but also have the permission to prioritise their own self-care by setting boundaries. And remember that unless we're all communicating, checking in and requesting feedback, we're not actually giving others the chance to play their part fully. Because in a team, nobody is ever going to get everything right 100% of the time. So being open to a critique rather than viewing it as a criticism is actually a strength in a team and allows everybody to grow. Because while we all are fearful of disappointing others, most of us are also quite fearful of receiving negative criticism. And so by allowing others the opportunity to learn how to critique, we're again doing everybody a favour. Now, sometimes we actually also blame others for our own responses And whilst each of us does have a necessity for our own good behaviour, that's a personal responsibility, we cannot control someone else's reaction or interpretation. And therefore, judgments that either you make yourself on others or that other team members might choose to make on you are actually not your responsibility. And the fear of disappointment is actually that concern about judgment. So I really would urge you to let it go. Let go of judging others yourself and let go of actually taking on board anything that they may feel is in their control to judge you because it really isn't warranted. Now, because anxiety makes us feel uncomfortable, possibly even feel pain. We do tend to try to avoid it. So another reframe mentally that you can choose is to actually view your fear or your anxiety as uncomfortable but not dangerous. Because really the only way to deal with a fear of anything is actually to open ourselves to that fear in order that in some way we can begin to tolerate it and desensitize ourselves to the fear. So by remembering that it's uncomfortable but not dangerous and therefore not bad, you may find yourself avoiding the possibility of the fear, but I'm asking you to avoid avoiding it if that makes sense to allow yourself to gently feel that because over time it's going to be a way forwards for you to understand that it really isn't anything to worry about, that we all occasionally must disappoint someone else and nobody dies in the process. Now let's just think for a minute about that disappointing somebody else because if it were your good friend coming to you with some disappointing news that they don't want to tell you because of the fear of disappointing you, you would probably still want them to do so, wouldn't you? And that is the way that we all double standard ourselves. We have another standard for other people around us, which is different to the one we hold for ourselves. So, An alternative here could be to remind yourself that we all have to get over this option of disappointing others, and that they're probably not gonna be as disappointed as you believe that they might be, because you wouldn't be if they were trying to be disappointing you. So to start with, begin with some of those areas that you might feel will be disappointing giving a negative, giving an alternative, but do it in such a way that you have the opportunity for some positive feedback from somebody else. You know that you wouldn't immediately run a marathon without any training, so see this as a way to train. Look at giving feedback first, maybe within family and friends before you do it at work. If you're going to give, some feedback at work that you think could be disappointing, frame it in such a way that it's a question. I wonder if you've considered. Or I wasn't here earlier, have you already talked about? And by putting yourself on that slight back foot, it gives the opportunity for others to present you with a piece of feedback that you might find actually works for them and for you. Now, the final thing I want you to I want to alert you to is that one of the things that we do have to be concerned about is fake guilt. We do feel terribly guilty when we disappoint somebody else. But I want you to notice that guilt isn't always guilt. Unless you have done something morally wrong, you're likely to be feeling sad or anxious rather than guilty. And it's important to notice the difference because guilt isn't really what this is all about. Sadness comes as the result of a loss and that means you're helpless to do anything about it. But when you label something as guilt, it makes you feel a little less helpless. So I'm suggesting that this is more about you than about the other person remember all of the work that we're doing begins with how we approach ourselves so today we've spoken a little bit about your responsibilities the part that you have to play and the fact that you need to keep open communications and occasionally prioritize your self-care with some solid healthy boundaries but also some other reframes that you can use is the cost of your fear of disappointing other, the cost to the rest of the team. Remembering that you're not responsible for other people's emotions, reactions or responses. Reminding yourself that just because fear is uncomfortable doesn't mean it's dangerous. And watching out for that fake guilt because that is as unhelpful as unhelpful can be. Disappointment doesn't usually lead to anyone's death, neither yours or theirs. So I wish you a week of getting around the fear rather than getting around the disappointment. i catch you all next week when we will be a year and a week old. Take care.